Welcome to Cinema Filibuster. I am one half of the team, Jonathan Solzbach. Sean and I, in this episode, talk about the 2016 film Shin Godzilla, that is, Godzilla Resurgence. It had a limited run in the U.S., and to be honest, I completely forgot that we did this podcast, but here it is, uncut, except for the very beginning and the very end, which is very rare for Cinema Filibuster, but it's just that good, or I'm just that lazy. We'll let you decide. Enjoy. And now, your hosts, Sean Hastings, an independent filmmaker and screenwriter extraordinaire, Jonathan Solzbar, a writer, graphic designer, and voice actor. Together, these fine fellows form Cinema Filibuster. Hi, everyone. This is Sean Hastings. And this is Jonathan Solzbach. Plus donut. I've <laughs> got a nice... Pumpkin spice donut. He does. Oh, it's a pumpkin spice. You didn't tell me it's pumpkin spice. You just said it was an old fashioned. You want a piece? Oh, please. Okay. Now you talked to him for a while. <clears throat> so we just finished seeing Shin Godzilla. Uh-huh. Godzilla Resurgence. Mm-hmm. The latest and greatest Godzilla film from Toho Studios. And greatest? Hold it. Are you letting something out of the bag? Oh, sorry. I'm spinning all over <laughs> your car. <clears throat> Dang it, John! What's <laughs> the phrase, latest and greatest? We'll be d- dissecting it as we do on Cinema Filibuster. Sure. To determine if it's truly the greatest. <clears throat> and we're eating donuts from, what's the place called again? Top Pot Top Donuts. Top Pot Donuts, not a sponsor, although we are open to suggestions. Indeed. I have a good friend who works at Top Pot. Mm. Well, I have a good friend who has a good friend who works at Top Pot. That would be you. Aw, shucks. Yeah! All right. Okay, now we're doing it up. So, I was in San Diego about two weeks ago. Yes, you were. When I learned of the existence of this film, mm-hmm. I was looking for film credits for Brian Cranston, and that led me to Godzilla 2014. Yeah. And then <clears throat> somehow I, I saw Godzilla 2016. Like, oh, it's out already. I'm thinking it would be the sequel to the 2014 film. Oh yeah, no. Or just the poster that I had seen online. Mm-hmm. Then I read about it. And like, oh. This is real Godzilla. This is, yeah. this is authentic Godzilla. A lot of people who who firmly believe in that statement that only Toho Studios can produce authentic and real Godzilla. So, how did you hear about it? How did I? I or heard it's always on your radar. Well, God, I'm always you know I'm always doing image searches for Godzilla stuff to put on my desktop. You know to have put it in the rotation so I get the cool you know fire breathing and the like. And Godzilla's been good grief. He has been. Ever since I've been a small child, I have loved Godzilla movies. You know, the original 1954 to mm-hmm. 1974 run of Godzilla who used to show um, in uh, in my hometown. They had a... Uh, during the summer when school was off, they had Monster Week mm. on the afternoon movie. And, you know, they showed a Godzilla movie of various types. And, I mean, that was that was kind of the highlight of my summer almost was Monster Week. So I've been in love with Godzilla forever. So I'm constantly... You know, it's funny you researching it. Monster Week because my familiarity with Godzilla comes from Sci Fi Channel running a series of Godzilla movies always around Thanksgiving, I think. Oh, oh years, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Ago, I do. They would do this thing that. where they had Godzilla movie marathon, and then we have <laughs> a Clint Eastwood, I think it was, it must have been the Dirty Harry marathon. Oh, well. And then they had. On Sci Fi? Really? Dirty Harry? Interesting. Well, maybe it wasn't Sci Fi, but. Well, either way. There were these yeah. Thanksgiving marathons. It's like, on television. You want to watch Dirty Harry? You want to watch Godzilla? It's no. Like, it's Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be thankful for Godzilla <laughs> and Clint Eastwood. And I saw a lot of this, what I think are the 70s films. Uh, mm-hmm. Mothra. And yeah, couple, that, that's all from the 60s. Yeah. And Mechagodzilla. Mechagodzilla, yeah. So that's where I came into the knowledge of Toho's 
It's a Godzilla. But you and I, um, a year ago, two years ago, watched the original Godzilla. And uh, then we the watched DVD, yeah. the Raymond Burr edition. Right. Well, being the Godzilla fan that I am, I, I have the, um, the special edition um, DVD, which has the original... In fact, it was the first time the original um, Gojira was released in the United States. So I'd never seen it before until I bought that edition. Of course, I bought that before I even moved up here. And uh, it also came with, the, of course, the Raymond Burr edition, which was when they first imported Godzilla over here, they figured it was there was such a cultural dichotomy between 50s America and uh, which at the time was getting close to being 60s America because it was in the late 50s. They figured we need to add we need to anglicize this a little bit so American audiences will find it palatable. Mm. And so they they got Raymond Burr, got some money together, and the releasing company that bought Gojira from Toho, or bought the releasing rights in the United States, shot all this stuff, re-edited it, and then released it as Godzilla King of the Monsters, which that is then I showed. In fact, we watched the first one, and then I was just going to show you the first couple of scenes, <laughs> and we ended up watching the whole thing. And somehow... I forget. We watched the original first, and then well, the Raymond. Yeah, we watched okay. the original first, and then okay. I just wanted to show you a little bit of but it was how so different fascinating it was. to see how they cut things in and made a different movie. Mm-hmm. And they did a, I think, a pretty decent job. I mean, I saw it when I was a little kid, so to me, I, it all, you know, through the fog of youth, just meshed together into one cool movie. So I wasn't really looking for it. But even now, with you know a lot of movies under my belt and you know some some education in that area, it's still holds up pretty decently. I mean, it's still watchable. I can watch it now and still get just as much enjoyment out of it as I used to. So, gauging your excitement for Godzilla reaching back into the past. Oh, yeah. So, Godzilla Final War, I think that was around 2004? Final War, yeah. That was the that was the last of the third iteration of the Godzilla series. So, did you know that this new film was under wraps or... Or not under wrapped uh, on the way. Or um, I surprise you. Heard rumblings of it, but I think I've known for about a month because I saw the poster Shin Godzilla and I thought, oh, there Toho's doing another one, which kind of works because the third, the third iteration of the Godzilla franchise from Toho started not too long after the Matthew Broderick Sony edition because they decided, no, we're going to do this a little right, better right. than you. So to uh, bring our viewers up to speed, so 1954, original Japanese Godzilla spanned until... About 1970, yeah, about from 1954 to about 1975 with um, the Terror of Mechagodzilla. And that was... And I'm pretty sure it is Terror of Mechagodzilla. If I'm making any uh, errors, because it's one of the two Mechagodzilla movies, but I think it is, yeah, the Terror of Mechagodzilla in like 1974 or five. Uh, was the first iteration, and that's when they stopped the series because it stopped making money. And then we didn't see another Godzilla for 10 years until 1984. Uh, Toho released Godzilla... 1985. Well, yeah, it was... Go well, it, it, they released it in 1984 in Japan under the title of... Uh, what is it? Godzilla... Godzilla Returns. And then it was released in the United States in 1995 under the auspice of Godzilla 1985. Did I say 95 that first time? <laughs> That's okay. And anyway, yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll follow you. We'll edit it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, but yeah, then, the, and that started the second iteration, which made it through, this is where I get fuzzy because I'm, I lose, I lost track of it through the, through the second iteration and it stopped, Somewhere I think, into, 90s. into the 90s and then it didn't start back again until the late 90s or early 2000s with the third iteration. Well, I guess it would be a Godzilla 
2000 okay. or Godzilla Millennium I think was the one of the other was the other title but it started with Godzilla 2000 and then it sort of rebooted again and then that was the third iteration that ended with Godzilla Final War and by iteration we mean that uh, the a volume yeah, yeah. The, the canon sort of gets reset yeah so as it has now again so right, and you mentioned the Matthew Broderick was that a 2000 I don't 1998 know. or something it like, was something I, yeah it was late 90s I think and that was a one off it just kind of died. Well, people... I mean, it was popular, but it was not good. <laughs> well, I thought the movie was alright. In fact, I can watch it again quite happily. I'm I just a, don't... A donut. He's going to eat a donut, ladies and gentlemen, so the, the crackling and rending of flesh you're hearing is the the life of a donut being torn <laughs> hideously. big one. Sorry, yes. continue. Oh, no, it's a big donut. It's, uh, what's the place called again? Hot, pot? Hot Pots, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Top Pot. Sorry. <laughs> Top Pot, ladies and gentlemen, for the best in coffee and donuts. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I just, if it hadn't been called Godzilla and it was just giant monster attacks New York, it would have been, it would people would have accepted it because it, you know, it just wasn't enough Godzilla. But I, like I said, I thought the movie was fine. Um, in fact, I considered it not a remake of Godzilla, but a remake of The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which is the movie that inspired Godzilla. So I decided it's a remake. If it was a remake of a Ray Harryhausen movie, it sits it sits in your stomach a little bit better than it does, like in Terracoded Aspirin, than, than it does as a Godzilla movie, because Godzilla is a very beloved... Um, uh, very beloved character, and he's not supposed to be. <laughs> and uh, well, no, he, yes and no. He, I mean, he's you know, in in, in Godzilla versus Monster Zero, he fights off aliens. Actually, that's what saved the franchise. They turned him into a hero, and he mm. fights the aliens off. And the the uh, the human secret agent storyline that's going on underneath the trampling monsters, and of course the aliens are. We are controlling the monsters to destroy Tokyo. And uh, while they're doing that, we must stop them or they will destroy Tokyo. (laughs) And my lips weren't moving with that just in case it loses something in a podcast. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) uh, Loosely, that brings us to 2016 2016, Godzilla Resurgence. Godzilla Resurgence, which John and I have just seen. All right. And again, as we are apt to do in these situations, we have not discussed this. We have we've come out of the theater, went to Hot Pots, Big Pots. (laughs) Dang it. There goes the sponsorship bag, shot. Bag of pot. What's it called? <laughs> That's their competitor's name. Oh, <laughs> sorry. What are they called again? Oh, Top Pot. We just we, we came out of the theater, went to Top Pots, the best in donuts and coffee, and then um, came. We drove up to. We're now here on top of the uh, parking structure inside John's car. We have not spoken about what we thought of it. Which, since I've done the the lion's share of the talking so far, and John is drinking coffee right now, I will say, John. <laughs> What did you think? I enjoyed the film. I really did. I'm so glad that they did not do English subtitles. Or, sorry, dubbing. They right. had English subtitles, but they didn't give American voices to the Japanese performers. Right. Although, looking back on older films, that was kind of an endearing thing. But for this modern Godzilla, it's yeah. good to hear the Japanese spoken. Well, you get the performance. I right. mean, you know, these, these Japanese... You know, ta- Godzilla commands the highest level of talent. I mean, you know, you have the equivalence of, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart and uh, and uh, Kenneth Branagh. These are the people... These are the Japanese equivalents that want to be in this movie because it's a big deal. So you get really good acting talent. In fact, um, back in the day, you had people swapping back and forth between Godzilla and Akira Kurosawa films. Wow. So you've got top-of-the-line actors. And, he, and with the... With, 
with them with with the subtitles, you get the performance. Right. You you get the pathos of them, which you don't get with. We must destroy Godzilla. He is over there. Quick, go. He just it doesn't. No offense to the dubbers, they do fine work, but the worst lines in the film came from those who were speaking English, like the president. Yeah. And some senators. Just, well, they don't spend enough. They don't spend the money on those guys. They're <laughs> delivering these lines worse than the, if they were reading it off of paper. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> well, there's this one scene where they're walking out of a door after having some serious, calm, solemn contemplation. Yeah. Someone pats someone on the back and says something about the inspiration of mankind, fate of humanity, blah blah blah. Only way. And then the, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." It's, it's like the hit, scientist was leaving. Yeah, it hit me on the head. You're just like, like clunk. What? <laughs> what are you saying? Not even the best performer could make that into a natural sounding phrase. No, it was probably they probably got an American, uh, an American, well, not an expatriate, but an American living in Japan to do the part, and he probably wasn't you know close to an actor. They just somebody that hey, I, we can get him to do this. Uh, that's just a small little thing that stood out. But yeah. Across the board, I thought the actors did well to convey bureaucrats and politicians. Well, see, that's the thing that I think sets this apart. And I, I guess to jump in, I loved this movie a great deal because it went back to the tradition of the original Godzilla, which the original Godzilla was a very deep piece of social commentary yeah, about... Yeah, nu- just a monster movie. No, no, it was... Uh, Godzilla was a metaphor for nuclear weapons, you know, and what nuclear weapons, you know, did to the Japanese. What and, the U.S. did to the Japanese. Right, you know, and all this just... it. Godzilla was a physical manifestation of this horror that not just... didn't just threaten the Japanese, it threatened the world, because Godzilla did. Godzilla threatened... Even in the original, if they couldn't kill him, he was, could go... He could just absolutely wipe the planet clean if we couldn't do anything about him. It would take him a while, but he could do it. And this movie went back to that well, in a sense, because they were... Now the culprit is political bureaucracy and loud pickup trucks with heavy exhaust There's nobody systems. else here. Why does he have to pull up? Right, sorry. No, he left. You know, he, yeah. was, he was already... Part. Anyway, sorry. But... We're trying to do a podcast we're in the car. <laughs> we're poor. We're poor. We're feeding ourselves with donuts with and milk donuts, and coffee. Donuts, milk, and coffee. There are people <laughs> in other countries, and less fortunate countries that would kill, that are killing for donuts, milk, and coffee. And they're not listening to this podcast. They're not, and that's Nobody is. Nobody's listening to this podcast, so I can get away. I can use you filthy... You can say whatever you want, I'll Sean. say filthy language. I'll what? say... I'll Say subversive uh, government things. But you're right. Like I'm voting for Trump. Anyway, the, no, the, and the I'm not. Godzilla was more, yeah. more than it was social commentary wrapped up in a monster movie. It was, and this new one is that is is that as well. Which I love the fact that the whole first quarter of the movie is bureaucracy that slow that grinds to so much of a halt. People just start dying, and they don't do anything about it. And it was like it was killing me. I'm sitting here watching and going. Would you do something? <laughs> they did set up a lot of meetings, so they did something there. <laughs> they did, but they kept changing. What I thought was so funny was, okay, we've done enough here. Let's switch to the conference room. They go to the conference room, and they say three sentences. The same group of people go, okay, we're done here. Let's go to the next conference. And they go to another conference room. Nobody was added. Nobody was subtracted. It's the same group. But if they go into this one room, they Ugh. have to record the minutes of the meeting. If they go to the other room, they can just talk freely. They can't. Oh. <laughs> Like, oh, for heaven's sake, people are going to start getting squashed. Do something. So, but but it had that it had that core, you know, which I liked. Because because of what you're saying about yeah. the traditional Godzilla and then the more monster-themed take 
and him turning into a good guy in the later films. Yeah. I think you have two types of Godzilla movies. Yeah. Not 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 examining the American whatsoever, but within Japanese, you've got the social commentary monster. Yeah. And then you have the later Godzilla movies where people just want to see Godzilla smash things. stuff. Right. And I think that if you go to a Godzilla movie today looking for Godzilla to smash things, you'll get that in this movie. But you'll also get the commentary. And I don't know if you want to rewatch this movie in the same way that you would watch Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla or something. No, I don't because you can't you, laugh at the performances. You no, and Godzilla, you know, and those those films I think had their charm, and I enjoyed them. I enjoyed watching, you know, Godzilla jump around and throw other guys in rubber suits on, and you know, and even though it does look kind of fake, it's got a charm and it's got a it's got a, an attraction to it that I mean, you know, I'm a good grief. Look at how many people love those movies. Yeah. Myself included. I so. find myself wanting to suspend my disbelief so that I can see this carnage. Just, and you know it's a guy in a suit yeah. smashing models, but it's so cool. Just be yeah, just be in the in the reality of the movie and enjoy it because it's and you know the root for the monster. You do. And some of the you know, when he's the hero, you do. I think the problem I had uh, not with this film, but the American Godzilla films is it 2014 you mean that one and the Matthew Broderick Mm -hmm. is that that Godzilla is an enemy I mean I understand Godzilla is technically always an enemy because he causes destruction but I I want to root for Godzilla but I I feel torn like should I root for him he's really causing a lot of devastation yeah well, it's like the end of the Matthew Broderick one when he's coming across the Brooklyn Bridge and he gets hit in the side with tomahawk missiles and he collapses and dies literally sad. at the feet of Matthew Broderick. And then all of a sudden there was a, yeah, and the music kicked up. I thought, no, that is mistimed. This should have been a solemn, sad moment. I was sad. I didn't want to see the poor thing get killed. It was just a dumb animal. You know, I... Granted, it was a threat to humanity, but still, you know, it it wasn't responsible. I mean, it's like even Matthew Broderick said in the in the movie: it's not an enemy combatant; it's just an animal. It does what animals do. It was very fun in this movie, shooting Godzilla, to see the military finally respond. You always they always do this in the military to bring out the the air strikes. Right. They'd have the ground force with tanks. They've gotten better shots since the original series. <laughs> they were bullseyeing him in the head every time. I was impressed. It's just so fun. To, you know that they're not going to hurt him ultimately. No. So there's no fear of, no, no, they've hurt Godzilla. So from that standpoint, I can sit back and say, this is cool. They're shooting him and it's not hurting him. Yeah. Bullets are bouncing off. Boy, they were. Missiles were bouncing off. It's just fun to see them mobilize all of these units. And they're not the little toy tanks anymore. They look like they're either real tanks or they're well-done CG, CG tanks. CG tanks, yeah. And it's just, it's so fun to see them engaging this giant creature. I think this is where the, it's like 12-year-old, maybe 7-year-old John is just like, um, yeah! yeah, I know. And this was good stuff. The And Godzilla has gotten a new, uh, gotten an, arson, an Arsenio makeover. Woo, boy! That, uh, the, the, I was telling, like I told John what happened, the flame breath has turned into a lightsaber kind of a thing, chopping buildings, and I was like, dude! It's like an intensity. It's like a... Level one, two, and three. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, the old one was a flamethrower, and this is like an arc welder or a heliart welding gun, and just this white thing, and then the anti-aircraft out of his back. Jeez. That's when he runs out of the, the highest, the energy beam, once he's kind of tired out it reverts down to the flame breath yeah so that's kind of a an ultimate move so to speak when he has the beam you can't maintain it all the time no which is a problem that some people 
Never mind. Anyway. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. I, 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 Never mind. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm not married or have a girlfriend, so <laughs> who knows? Anyway, the force is not strong with you. No, the force. The force walked out a long time ago on me. I'm afraid, but you know, hey. We'll cut this out. Right. Life is a eunuch. Anyway, the... Um, no, that would be cutting it off. Yeah, that would be cutting it off. Yeah, well... <laughs> Sorry, I, I have too much sugar. Yeah, well, it's all right. Too much sugar is good. Um, uh, I guess, you know, going back to the 2014 Godzilla, I... The problem I had with that one was there was a really, really cool Godzilla movie going on in the background of Godzilla Literally 2014. Literally yeah. Just out of camera shot. That was every time we say every time the the news was cutting to this fight of Godzilla, and then it cut to a television and panned over to you know the nurse. I went, "What? No, no, you go back. I want to see that." And they that that the movie, in my opinion, was a horrible failure because of that. There was no. It teased you. I understand. In the movie, it teased movie. you. I understand trailers teasing you, but when you go to see Godzilla, oh, it's like, heaven. show me Godzilla! Yeah. Show me the lizard! Show me the lizard. And <laughs> the... the No, no, don't, no need to apologize. That was quite good. The um, And the the characters were... And whoever whoever wrote that movie did not... Doesn't know a whole lot about war... Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to call it. Demolitions? Because, you know, the, the main character... Um, <laughs> Fight, Ward Brody. Fight Club. Yeah, Ward Brody. Um, uh, what was the thing he was in where he played the superhero? Super kid? Beat kid? <laughs> oh, he played Quicksilver? Qu- in, yeah, uh, but he was Avengers. also... Yeah, but he also played... Uh, what's his name? Was Green with the yellow stripes down his head? Green with yellow stripes? You know, uh, Hit Girl was his sidekick after her dad was killed. <laughs> in the movie, he was oh, a superhero. Oh, that, uh, that violent yeah, the, graphic novel... Yeah, people are screaming at us. I can't. Yeah, they are. They're going that you stupid. Anyway, anyway, that guy he played him. Anyway, he was a demolitions expert in in the uh, in the Marines or the Army. I can't remember which. I really lost interest by this point. He but <laughs> and they killed Brian Cranston. I they like, killed. Uh, they checked out. Cu- I did. I was like, well, I'm done because this guy. Well, I'll give him a chance, but he never became interesting enough. He didn't even emote. No, he didn't even emote. He's but not he upset. was. He's not happy. But he was a, sad. Well, he was a demolition expert, and maybe this is just me because I know the difference between um you know nuclear uh, between nuclear weapons and regular demolitions because you know he he was a demolition expert he handled explosives and you know bowling thing you know and and munitions and then all of a sudden when they're transporting a nuke he says i can handle a nuke sir i'm in i'm in demolitions no that is a totally different area that's like you know uh, brain surgery i'm an auto mechanic i can do that no no you can't you can't you you have a very specialized skill that is important and interesting but you can't work on this man's brain you can't work on a nuke it's not a cross discipline no it's not at all you know it's uh, the nuclear weapons are like are, are you know electric Electricians handle that stuff, and of course, practical and nuclear, you know, and particle physicists handle warheads. I mean, you, there's so much into a nuke. No, demolition guys don't have anything to do with that, except for maybe the uh, the, the detonator charge that sets off the reaction. But uh, you know, that's the, the other guys will handle it. And he, they drug him along just to keep him in the story. They had him work on a nuke, and uh, it's just that. That level of... And normally I try to ignore that, but since the rest of the movie let me down and they killed Brian Cranston, I uh, <laughs> little things like that nettled me. They, they kill his character. Brian is still alive and well. 
Right, they did. Yeah, Brian Cranston, <laughs> thankfully, is still alive and well. But I am looking forward to the sequel that they're going to make because maybe they'll actually make a Godzilla movie rather mm. than a movie about a demolition expert who thinks he knows about nukes. Oh yeah, and there's a giant lizard, there's a giant radioactive lizard in the background. No, maybe we'll shift away from that. And we'll have a Godzilla movie. Of course, uh, I believe, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, I've heard, you know, they're they're about to release King Kong on Skull... Or it's just called Skull Island, and it's, you know, basically the, the King Kong story retold again. Um, but it's in the Godzilla universe. So then, after that, they're going to do King Kong vs. Godzilla, the Whoa. remake. <laughs> and that's going to be, like, in 2019 or 20 or something. We've got... The ki- we've got Skull Island, and then we're going to have the Godzilla King Kong movie, which will be the direct sequel to Godzilla. I think that's just the little bit of scuttlebutt I've heard. That could change, or I could be totally wrong even as I speak it, but that's what I've heard. So, this version of Godzilla <clears throat> grows with mutations. Mutates, he gets yeah. bigger, and he changes. He has different forms. Yeah, he started off as an amphibian-looking thing. That was kind of cool. It was I'm... fascinating to me, because they... I think we missed the first five minutes of the movie. I don't think we missed anything big. No, I did. No, I don't think we did. I think we missed. There was probably because they talked about a problem in the tunnel. I think we they had a tunnel. The tunnel caved in, and then it cut to the bureaucracy. I don't think we missed anything. Okay, but then you see all this the stuff in the water, and then bam, you see the creature. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, that's that's not Godzilla. He looks. He was he's a little gonna, squat. I'm going, what is? That's weird he's looking. He's got these weird eyeballs. Godzilla's yeah. gonna Godzilla. I can't speak. I'm too excited. He's that's gonna right. fight this creature, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. No. Nope. nope. This transforms into Godzilla. And it kept mutating and kept mutating. In fact, uh, there is a, a kind of a, a stinger of kind of a cliffhanger ending, so to speak, at the end that we will not spoil at this moment. But there will be a sequel. I can already tell, and this is going to be unlike the last three Godzilla iterations. I don't think they're going to be going for the Godzilla versus Insectoid from Dimension Three. I think it's going Aww. to be uh, well, Dimension X, Dimension X from Planet X on the other side of Jupiter. That's how the that's how they sounded. The Xians, <laughs> they were my favorite. I think they were my favorite uh, Godzilla aliens. So the aliens from Planet X because they spoke like this. Welcome. Astronaut Glenn. Wow. I loved them. And, they, and he had these really cool hand gestures. Hello. Tell me what you thought about the music in this film. There were a couple of moments where I thought the music took me out of the movie. Well, because they, they played the original recording of the original Godzilla thing. When he's walking across the train tracks, that was the original. And it was tinny, and it was recorded in 1954, so it didn't sound all that good. Why wouldn't they reorchestrate it? Uh, and then play that over uh, the credits. It's cheaper. No. Uh, <laughs> well, they did in Godzilla 2000. The the entire ending credits was a reorchestrated version of it, and it's brilliant. I do remember seeing Godzilla 2000 because I had I was not impressed with the Matthew Broderick. God's Broderick. I know Matthew Broderick didn't make that movie. He was in it. But I know, but I think it was Roland Emmerich. The so, yeah, it was a role. It was Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich did it. So, so yeah, you can blame them all you like. As you said, not a great Godzilla movie, yeah. but. That okay film. I was disappointed with it. And then when I learned that Toho was making their own Millennium or 2000, I saw that and was like, yeah! Oh, yeah! And correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a guy in a suit for that one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Part of it was, some of it was, they did use some CGI for it as well. And they used a guy in a suit that they they did CGI manipulation of a guy in a suit as well. So it was kind of a threefer. I remember seeing that in the composition when he was coming up out of the bay and like, yes, 
This is the best of the old with the best of the new. Yeah. I really like that movie, but I can't tell you anything about the bureaucracy or any of the people because I can I blanked. Uh, Godzilla Godzilla Millennium was based around a guy who was part of the Godzilla Prediction Network and his daughter, and a young reporter that followed him around that they kept calling idiot. Okay, uh, now and, I remember. Yeah, and it's you know he he was then co-opted by the government because they couldn't figure out how to beat Godzilla, and he kind of you know he was more up on the research and stuff. I, I own the DVD is why. Gotcha. I, uh, also, interestingly enough, the DVD, and I recommend this, if anybody ever finds the DVD, there's a commentary track on it by, um, uh, good grief, not Mike, it's not Michael Schlesinger. Uh, anyway, he's the, uh, for, for the fans of our old podcast, he was the, the producer, one of the producers of The Lost Skeleton, or, uh, of Cadavera, and, uh, he did the American version of it, and the commentary is amazing. You get a huge insight into the recutting of it, because they had to re-edit some of it, because some of it didn't make sense, they, they wrote new musical cues for it, and they really, I mean, they, but they did it with an eye toward preserving the original piece, it's, but it's a great commentary where Michael Schlesinger, that's him, Michael Schlesinger talks about, um, he was basically put in charge of the American edition, and he has a great love for Godzilla, and he really, I think, did one of the best jobs of taking the Japanese version and making an American that I've ever seen. And the commentary is wonderful. His commentary is informative, and you can just hear in his voice the affection that he has for it. So if anybody ever gets the DVD for Godzilla 2000, I recommend it for the commentary alone, almost. Although the movie, of course, is good to watch. I thought one of the most poignant moments in this new film was when the the Prime Minister was contemplating the action that the U.S. suggested of dropping a, a new nuclear yeah. bomb on Tokyo and the ramifications of what it means to be bombed by the U.S. A, a third time. Yeah. <laughs> voluntarily. Sorry. Well, not voluntarily, but, you know, yeah. wit wittingly, wittingly. And participatorily. And participatorily. Yeah. Is that a word? I hope It so. is now. I made it up. <laughs> yes. It was just intriguing. Like, oh, wow. This is... Um, it's not something I think about from day to day, but I think Japan, Tokyo, anybody who has relatives that survived, well, it's a... it's fresh in their memory apparently, and it's still well, intriguing are... because yeah. that's a link back to the original Godzilla of it the is. nuclear testing, and that thread is still alive in this film. And you know, and we, it's Japan has the horrible distinction of being the only country that has ever been on the receiving end of a nuclear attack during a nuclear war. Because, by definition, World War II was a nuclear war. Because we used nuclear... And, I mean, I won't get into, you know, the political... You know, because some people say yay, some people say it was a great idea, we had to, no choice, but again, again, we won't get into any of that. But all of that, you know, all of the politics of the, of, of the late 1940s notwithstanding, that was a horrible thing to happen to somebody. Yeah. And, or or to, to, to a country and to, to, to a national identity. So I'm not surprised that resonates. I mean that would that would choke in that would choke in your craw a cultural's a cultural craw for you know generations, and I think it still will. I think the the weight of the piece, what it's trying to accomplish, and you said this earlier, was to criticize the bureaucracy of Japan, and it's choked. Yeah, and 
I have read an article about this film because I don't have any insight into Japan government. I mean, either. I don't either. And I don't know anything about it. Who's criticizing the response to the tsunami? That uh, yeah, that's true. Because that kind of was reminiscent when the proto amphib Godzilla was going up the river, the way the stuff. I mean, that's immediately reminded me of the tsunami footage I saw of stuff just washing down streets. It's. <clears throat> This is intriguing to me that Godzilla has become a vehicle for ideas of this nature. Mm-hmm. And so many people are going to see it because it's a monster movie. But other people will see it because it means something and more. I, well, and I think that's a, it's the whole spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down uh, kind of thing. Um, it's the same way that uh, Gene Roddenberry back in the 60s could explore... You know, subjects of racial equality and uh, and war and conflict using a science fiction medium because you can slather it in science fiction and just the regular old, oh, I get their show, they don't get it. But they gotta do. You know, it's the kind of thing, even people who are just watching Star Trek or Godzilla, this one or the original... Just for a just for a monster movie, are watching it, are seeing a monster movie, but they're also seeing these ideas that can it, maybe even subconsciously uh, transubstantiate into the real world and their views on the real world. You watch, you know, the first interracial kiss on on Star Trek. You could get away with that because it's science fiction, and you know the 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 whole idea of two aliens fighting each other. And I hate him. Why? Because the left side of his face is white and the right side is black. Why? Why do you hate him? Well, because the left side is black and the right side is white duh you know it's such a ludicrous idea was frank gorshin in that episode frank gorshin was in fact one of the the riddler was one of those guys and uh whose names escape me at the moment but uh and of course people are out there going it's this i i sympathize <laughs> we, can only, we can only hope i sympathize with those people because i there's a lot of times i'm correcting people in in other podcasts that i listen to but i'm respectful since we do one and i hope you will be as well in the comments below but um uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, uh, but you know, because but if you think about the ludicrousness of a you know a white and a black guy hating a black and a white guy because he's black and a white, not white and black, <laughs> translates to well, we have two opposing ideologies on the planet that are going to war. Well, why? And it's the same absurdity. It honestly is. There's no ideology that's worth killing somebody over. And he just took it to a ludicrous extent. The white and the black, the black and the white, which is you know. And I will make no names for anybody who's out there fighting each other who shouldn't be, but you know who you are. <laughs> hmm. So, were there any performances or any aspects of this movie? Actually, stop that. <clears throat> Let me back up. <clears throat> I seem to do this often, but thankfully, through the magic of editing, I sound so much smarter. <laughs> and action. So, I don't think I actually asked you <laughs> if you liked this movie. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I mentioned that. Yeah, earlier I said yes. I did. I did like this movie very much. Okay. I uh, it it satisfied my you know my love my love of good movies because it gave me a good movie so with with good social commentary and the like and it uh, satisfied my want to see Godzilla kicking kicking ass you know and because. He did, you know, and I, I have always... In fact, I was telling John before the podcast, I, I'm the kind of guy who... I would I like to inject Godzilla into other avenues, because I love him so much. I always wondered, and this maybe somebody out there can answer this question, could... Is the Death Star large enough to produce enough of a gravity field that if you set Godzilla on its surface, he could walk around? In which case, the Death Star is doomed. Because <laughs> he there's nothing they could do to stop him. And, you know, that's the that that geek in me 
was satisfied by this movie because of they the way they upped the ante. They 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 char they supercharged him. They turned him up to eleven with not just a fire breath, but now he's got anti aircraft lasers on his back. This is built in radar ability to predict where things are flying overhead. Right. Oh yeah. Them. And what, what was frightening to me was that those I can call them lasers basically. They were. Lasers out his back crisscrossing and scissoring as far as the eye can could see, see like yeah. slicing and dicing buildings. I'm just like, oh, yeah. That's that's not just effective. That's deadly. Oh yeah, and they probably, given the fact that he's radiation, they're probably particle beams. Hmm. Which a laser is basically a particle beam, but it's a particle. They're particles of light, whereas a particle beam is like uh, gamma particles, like radiation, except it's focused into a single single rod of energy. And I, that's what I see. That's always something I've always wanted to do because. In, in, in my youth, I would have sworn before a Supreme Court justice that I read a book that detailed the science behind Godzilla and Godzilla monsters. But I can't find it anywhere. I have looked and looked and looked, and I'm only forced to think that I made it up. Sean, knowing you, it's very possible that you well, did. Well, I know it's be thorough too because it was. Well, see, I knew, I knew, you know, uh, everything, but I knew all these facts that I swore I read somewhere, like Godzilla cells were permeated with with an isotope of uranium, and just in fact stuff that's they they go into that a little bit in this movie, not as much as I would like. I want to hear scientific explanations of why an ambulance is coming, <laughs> but that's for later. Uh, but I want to I. I want to hear scientific explanations about why Godzilla, you know, it's not it's not just enough to me that Godzilla can do this and it is I can suspend my disbelief that a that an organism can generate, you know, a flame breath that is, you know, hundreds of thousands of degrees without incinerating his head. I, I was I can wondering just, about that. I was like, is he going to melt his own teeth? Exactly. Well, see, that's the thing, you know, but if it's a particle beam, sure because it's, you know, it's just it's focused to the point it doesn't give off, it doesn't radiate in, in other directions as much. But, you know, stuff like that. In fact, I may end up Maybe see if somebody out there will give me a grant to write the definitive encyclopedia of Toho Kaiju one day, maybe. I don't know. I remember seeing from the pictures of Godzilla put online for this film, I like, mm -hmm. thought to myself, his arms are so tiny. They're right. T-Rex arms. <laughs> sure. And they, they get a little bit bigger proportion to his body as he changes. Right. But even still, they seemed a little shrimpy. Right. Well, he's not, you know... I know he doesn't use his arms for much of anything. Ever, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. But even so, they were comically small. They were. Well, of course, this, that's the advantage of a totally CGI'd Godzilla. If you put a guy in there, your arms have to be this big. <laughs> so if you don't put a guy in there, you're pretty much freed. I'm surprised they ha they took this long to have a completely CGI'd Godzilla. Toho, I mean, because, I mean, we did it, you know. The Matthew Broderick one was totally CGI'd, but... Um, I think they got his movement down to such a way that I felt like this is the way Godzilla moves. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I think th a creature that large, which, you know, uh, they even went into the science of him supporting his own weight. Yeah, he obviously can support his own weight, so we should assume that he can move on land. Uh, moved well. I thought the, the movement was believable for something of that bulk trying to move around as heavy as he was unimaginably. The one thing that I also compliment this movie over the Matthew Broderick one is the competency of their helicopter pilots. Mm. <laughs> These helicopter pilots lost their the ones that lost their lives lost their lives to to particle beams that they uh, couldn't affect. Their <laughs> control. I I was 
I was nearly out of my chair when I watched the original Godzilla, and Godzilla was chasing that um, Apache through the streets. Oh, I and forgot about And I kept this. going, will he remember that he's in a helicopter? Is he going to remember that he can fly? Do you remember that you can fly? That's not the service ceiling of a freaking helicopter! And then, of course, he jumps out and is eaten. I thought, no. He didn't remember that he was in a helicopter, and he could have gone straight up. And got eaten. That was, And see, that's part of the problem I didn't like about the movie. It was, it was written very... Stupidly. Unintelligently, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one wasn't. That's the one thing. that uh, So even, even when they're doing Godzilla... Even when they're doing the Godzilla versus Monster X, they're at least smart within the bounds of their continuity. Um, neither, neither one of our Godzilla movies were smart. They were not populated by smart people. And it just was not, I don't know. And I think that's our problem. We write Godzilla as a horror movie. They write Godzilla as a movie. It's it's mm. art. We're making a movie. Make it make it count. And we don't. Because we, we treat, um, American culture treats that sort of thing as infantile. Like animation. You know, American animation uh, is, you know, there are a few shining motes of, of goodness. And especially in the last about ten, maybe five years, American animation has become comedy oriented. But, the, but if you look at anime, mm. that stuff is art. I mean, some of that stuff is amazing, brilliant stuff. Because they, they, they give it the, they give it, I'm not going to say the respect that it's due, because, I mean, art, there is no art that is, has any respect due, but I'll say they give it a lot of respect and a lot of gravitas and consequently produce some of the best animation in the world, story-wise, right. look-wise. They look -wise. treat it as a, a medium through which to tell their stories. Yeah. And American audiences look at animation as, oh, it's for kids. Right. And I think Godzilla falls into that same category. And again, it could be used, I think, as a means to put heavy subjects out, but we don't. Wow, this has gone from a Godzilla thing into just a whole anal anal uh, analytic of uh, of American sensibility versus Japanese sensibility. Well, they did not paint the U.S. in any pretty lights. Pretty well, lights. You don't paint with light. You paint with colors. They, they did not paint color. with any lovely colors. No. Um, they, the United <laughs> States. Well, don't get, I love I love my country dearly, but... The stuff they were putting forward, I didn't have a hard time believing that we were capable of. The government's capable of. Sadly, the people, not so much. Either. Yeah. No, it's like, that sounds pretty much in line with what would happen. And that's actually, as I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, this film is criticizing the Japanese response, but consider if Godzilla really stomped through San Francisco or New York or yeah. take your pick, probably something coastal. Yeah. And oh, yeah. What would we do? Probably how, close to the same thing. How do you well, battle something of that magnitude? Well, what I loved is they didn't talk about the they didn't talk about the 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 president in um, in uh, in in the Matthew in the in the Dean Devlin Roland Emmerich Godzilla. They didn't deal with the president. They dealt with the mayor of New York, which was a thinly veiled Roger Ebert. <laughs> Yeah, because Gene and well, it was you know Mayor Ebert and then his uh, his sidekick Gene Siskel. See, I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, uh, you didn't miss anything. I mean, the, the performances were great. I thought I, I liked both of the guy that played uh, Ebert. Um, he was the villain in Harlem Nights. I can't for the life of me think of the actor's name, but he's a great actor and he did a great job. But the president didn't show his face at all. It was a municipal problem that a giant dinosaur was running through the the largest economic center in the country. No, no. The president would be in on that noise in a hurry. Again, not 
and again, and again, I don't, I don't want to come down on anybody's intelligence. The guy who wrote, I think it was, I think it was Devlin or Emmerich wrote the Godzilla. They're not stupid people. They, they do good work, but they, that, the people in that movie did not be, the, the situations in that movie were not plausible to the real world. Yeah. I thought it was fun how in Resurgence they brought in <laughs> experts in uh, biobiology and yeah. so on and so forth, and the, the three guys on the couch like, well, I have no idea. I <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know. I don't know. What, so they had to bring in the geeks and the the nerds and the, the social outcasts, social outcasts to figure stuff out. Theorists. That was kind of fun. I liked that. I thought and that was that really translated good. even without English. It's like okay, you bring in the people who probably are going to think outside the box. Yeah. You set up a team that doesn't respect titles but just goes to solving a problem. Research for research's sake. That was sake. a fun moment. And again, I'm not an expert on Japanese culture, but I think even that translates. We get mired down in the way that the government works because it's so big and so inept. Yeah. What you need yeah. is a, a crack team of people who are willing to think. Outside and around and inside. But true. Just think thoughts. <laughs> think thoughts. And do stuff. Do something. Do or do not. There is no try. Well, there have, these guys, there really was no try. And to be honest, the theory on how to stop Godzilla, I won't, I won't say what their theory was, but it's like, that sounds kind of far-fetched. But when you're dealing with yeah. this creature, it's far better tactic than nuking him. Yeah, well, I mean... If, Especially since he feeds on nuclear energy. If, well, see, that was the whole thing in the original series. They they never nuked him because they thought, we will create a fantastic growth medium. He will become unstoppable, as opposed to now. But, <laughs> you know, uh, no, no, never, 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 never nuke. I mean, basically, you'd be like burying one of us in gravy or something. It's like, hey! Yes, you could drown in gravy. <laughs> death and, by food. Death by gravy and chicken go, planks. That's the best way to go. Absolutely. How did he die? Meatloaf. I dropped a giant <laughs> meatloaf on his head and he died. It was pretty neat when some of those buildings were collapsing around and on Godzilla. Yeah, that was a, that was a clever. And the train bombs, that was oh really word. cool. I was like, yeah! On one hand, I was like, that's a brilliant strategy. On the other hand, I was thinking, that's wasteful. <laughs> They're destroying their beautiful trains. They are. Well, they'll, they'll make more. They'll make yeah. more. But I Japanese industry. I did. I'm, 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 I'm going to own this one. I will... Uh, when I finally get my television and everything set up in the new house I'm moving into, I'm that's going to be one of the first acquisitions. What do you think about the ratio of monster goodness and bureaucracy or the people side? Do you think it was well balanced between it, well, giving you what you want and laying the framework for It was in, in the sense that even when Godzilla was not on screen, everybody there was talking about him. He was the focus of everyone's intent when not on the screen. They weren't looking for their child who was in the rubble. <laughs> they weren't trying to figure out where my platoon went. They're not, you know, they're they're not dealing with ancillary stuff, which was the problem. Even though Godzilla was not in hardly any of the 2014 version, uh, he wasn't even in it in spirit. And this one, from beginning, at least at the beginning that we saw, to the end, it was about even what, like I say, when Godzilla was not on screen, everything in the in the scene was directed and talking about him. So he was there in spirit. So even though he was in actually a semi small amount of the movie, I, I'd say he was probably in a little less than fifty percent of the movie, maybe mm -hmm. about forty percent of the movie Godzilla was in. But the other sixty percent, everybody was talking about and freaking out about Godzilla. So 
it, it worked, and mm-hmm. and I I could I could live with the. I mean, I would, would have loved to see more of him because I thought he looked cool, and I wanted to see more him do more stuff, and maybe you know I now that we have this cliffhanger ending at the tail end of the film, <laughs> hard to hard to hard to hard to hard. There's a pun there you'll get when you see the film. I appreciated lots of those lingering shots on Godzilla where you can just see his whole form, even have close-ups of his face. Yeah. And there's this one shot, and you remember, it's kind of on a diagonal. His head's way up here, and his tail and thigh are way down here. It's like, I can see all of Godzilla in the whole widescreen frame. It's just, right, yeah. it packed him into the whole thing. Packed him into the whole thing. It was, a, it was w- well shot. The movie, the cinematography was excellent. There were shots from the tail of, a, of one of the helicopters, and you could see, God, you could see past the, the missile pylon of the Bell Huey, and all the way down, you could see Godzilla off in the distance in this helicopter. It's like, whoa, that's great. And the the tracking shots from the ground of Godzilla as if you're on a truck and it was just driving past him. And it was just a camera shot. There was no motivation for it in the scene other than it just looked like a shaky shot from the ground. And they blended him into reality very well. I, could, I bought the fact that he was there. Yeah, he was... I could see Even him... when he was small and crawling out of the ocean and causing the waves to knock all those boats around, I was like, wow, he's... Not enormous yet, but he's causing destruction. This is a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that super wide shot where he just kind of collapses to take a short little nap. And you're like, right, yeah. even at that size, like, how would you stop something like that? Oh, that's... Def- and that's the dilemma that they have. That's the <laughs> dilemma that they have and will continue to have, hopefully, for several more movies to come. So regardless of whether it's plausible, what would you do in that scenario? And that's a fun idea to explore. It is. I have to admit, even though I've never... I've never had any aspirations as an actor. There's very few. There's a f- small few amount of roles that I've always wanted to play, and I've always wanted to be the expert scientist in a monster movie like that, mm. a Godzilla movie especially. So you can spew out that. I'm the one who scientific hash. I'm the one that comes in, and when they say we will use nuclear weapons, I can go, "No, you're going to bury them in gravy and use lines <laughs> like that." I mean, no, you stupid, stupid idiot, don't do this. Haven't you watched any Godzilla movies? Aren't you paying attention? Are you dumb? Are you really, really, really that stupid? Stop what you're doing and think for a minute, Mr. Prime Minister. I can't think that a monster stomping through my city. Uh, I wanted to, I've always wanted to be that guy in a movie. Hmm. One day, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> there were some small bits of character development. I think that what you saw from the perspective of the people was coping with disaster, and there wasn't a lot of room to... Hang on a second. Pause. Just a moment. Hang on just a second. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a minute. Just a second. Sorry, folks. I had to pause for oxygen. I literally cannot see outside of the vehicle. It's a little foggy in here. Uh, and it was getting... It was getting... I don't know about you, but it was getting a little <laughs> difficult for me to breathe. I'm all right. All right. Okay. And back. And we're back. <laughs> Oh, and this is where the actual podcast will start. And we're back. Anyway. There were some attempts to do some real characterization, but there wasn't a lot of room in the movie, I think, to see it to its completion. You've got the the, the lead character who... Yaga, we had problems remembering their names. Yes, I'm, see I'm can, sorry. It's they're, they're, They were fine. Yeah, they were fine actors. So I don't have the character names, but I have the, the actor's names. So Hiroki Hasegawa? Hasegawa, yeah. Hasegawa. He played uh, arguably the, the lead hero. Yeah. A voice of reason amidst all the crazy peoples. 
And then uh, Yutaka, who was, I think, was Prime Minister's... Uh, uh, the Prime Minister's aide, yeah, and the head cabinet minister after something happened. <laughs> and then Satomi Ishihara. Ishihara, yeah. As an American-Japanese liaison. Yeah, she was uh, She was, appar- she was apparently part of the U- United... She was part of the State Department from the United States, and she was... Her father was American, and her mother was uh, Japanese, so she was a Japanese-American who spoke fluent Japanese and kind of broken English. I had the impression that there might be something romantic developing between the girl and the, the lead, but yeah. there was really no room for it, except for three scenes that they had together walking along by themselves, pontificating on yeah. life, the universe, and everything. And everything, sure. But it didn't go in that direction, and I think it's fine because there was no room to flesh it out. No, there wasn't. But she had political aspirations. They joked twice about her being the president. <coughs> the president in like eight, nine years or something, yeah. Or when she reached her 40s or something. Yeah, like by her 40s, sure. They, they kind of played it as a joke when she talked to the other guy, but when she talked to her father, the president? No, her father was like a, was a, a, senator. a, a senator or something, okay. yeah. Uh, when she talked to him, it seemed like that was actually a goal of hers. Um, but I, it made me wonder if we're going to see these characters again in the sequel, Well, or if we're going to get a new cast. That... It, <laughs> In, in fact, I can't really think. Of, in, in in none of the iterations of Godzilla have any characters ever made it from movie to movie. Weirdly enough, <laughs> none. Yeah, none that I can think of. I mean, there might be some in some of the some of like the third because the third iteration I am woefully ignorant of. I, in fact, I've only seen half of them. I need to kind of watch those. But in the first iteration from 1954. You had you had characters referred to like uh, in this in Godzilla raids again. They referred to Doctor Serizawa, who right. invented the oxygen destroyer, and they referred to the oxygen destroyer. But none of the characters from the first one made it into the second one. And of course, the third one was King Kong versus Godzilla again. Totally new cast, and every that's time because all of these people move out of Tokyo <laughs> and get away. They they move to they move to China or they move to San Francisco or London or Belgrade anywhere away from that. I appreciated the few touches of humor that were in the film. Uh, the second prime minister having a bowl of uh, soggy noodles. Soggy noodles. <laughs> My noodles are soggy. <laughs> this sucks. Yes. And then uh, one guy with the laptop who discovered the, the radiation patterns or something looked to another. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh. And he, he held up his computer and <laughs> ran around. It was, it, was, was the, it was a true geek and it was a true geek yeah. move and I was very proud of him. So even though I didn't know what they were saying in their own language and I had subtitles to read mm-hmm. uh, there's oh. certain things that just translate excuse me oh. <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> alright crop dusting boy Okay, yeah, there we this go. This ain't like Dustin Crops, boy. This ain't like Dustin Crops, boy. You might bounce too close to a star or fly through a supernova and that end your trip real quick, wouldn't it? Sorry, that was not going to be pleasant. The destruction of Alderaan. Yeah, the destruction of Alderaan. <laughs> <sighs> so, overall, if we had to affix stars or... Star. I think we said fixed... Yeah, we, yeah, do, we stars. do stars. We do stars. Five being Schindler's List, one being Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we never released that podcast because our enthusiasm for it was Just, so we low. Couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't. One someday. day we might. If you if, yeah. if if we get enough comments going, we want to hear you guys talk about the Fantastic Four movie. We'll do it. Which but, is a shame because I remember having one epiphany moment where I spewed off an alternate take for the entire storyline and you and Erica both thought it was nice but anyway yeah. um, <laughs> I don't remember it at all so I would like to I would like to hear it again we need 
to set up an archive. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. We'll probably, uh, I'll probably look back and see if the Godzilla 2014, if that's... And you could release that one and this one in one... One three-hour swoop. <laughs> People, you you'll you guys would hate us soon. Hour three hours. Come on, guys. We don't want to hear you talk for three hours. We'll pause it and come back then. Schmuck. It's a podcast. Listen on your own terms. You can do it. You don't have to listen to it all at once. We're not sticking a gun to your head that you know of. <laughs> Why are we so? Although that uh, is a nice sweater you're wearing there, <laughs> sitting at your monitor. Ign- shh, ignore the red shh. dot that's appearing on your forehead. Why do we antagonize our listeners? I don't know. Because, because we, we love them. We do. And we, we miss them. We love them so All much. right, but back to the question. Back to the question. If we're going to write this film. Yeah. But one stars, to five. One to five stars. It's a Godzilla movie, so it's a monster movie. I'm guessing it's in the ballpark of three or four. Um, <sighs> I don't think it's bad. I don't think it changed the world. No, it didn't. Uh, it, I can't figure out... I can't see anything wrong with it. No, I would... I know, we, and I know you. You have a this this I know you hatred like split of half stars. stars. Was, what does it mean? Because, well, because a three and a half is better than a three, but not as good as a four, which is why I'm giving this one three and a half stars. Oh, Sean, it's not as good. It's it's better than a three, but it's not quite a four. Hmm. The original Godzilla was a five, by the way. That's a that's a that is an amazing moving movie. A moving movie it is in the telling. <laughs> you know when. When you see, I mean, the, the the legions of the dead, you know, and the the little girl who the orphaned kids and stuff is like, eek. I'm torn between a three and a four. I'd say that a four is a really great movie that is only limited by not being a classic. You know, sometimes yeah. you see a film, it's an instant classic. Yeah, I don't think I can say it's a. No, and I'm a Godzilla fan, and I, you know, I I agree with that. So so hovering between three and four of. I'll just say it's definitely a three. Okay, yeah, it is definitely a three. I think so. it's a little better than a three, but yeah. But right. it isn't quite a four. But I won't split stars, so I have to say three. Okay, all right. So three gonna... for me and 3. 3.5 for 3.5. 3.58. <laughs> you can do no, that. Okay, I won't do that. One decimal point. I'll one, afford you. All right, one decimal point. <laughs> point. Well, that means I can go a three, a 3.1, a 3.2, a 3.3, a 3.4. So I'll call it a three. I'll call it a 3.6. Is it the, uh, let's see if... To the right of the decimal is the ones, tens, hundredths. Yeah, it's to yeah. the ones. Yeah, so position. you're giving me. Yeah, no, it's a tenth. It's the it's tens, tenths, hundreds, thousands. So you're giving me. I'll give you a tenth. A tenth. <laughs> so I, it's a little over. It's a little over halfway to a four. So it's like I say, a six. I give it a three point six. All right. Stars. <laughs> what are they going to do with these point six stars? Well, because I mean, you know, it, it it widens the field a little bit. You know, you can have leeway within a three star and leeway within a four star. I don't know. All right, well, that's that's, oh, you're, that's what you're that's what you got. That's uh, what you signed up for. That's what, when you started this whole mess. <laughs> we we weren't going to do stars, that, that were we? Right. We were just going to do like one word right. reviews. Or and something. the funny thing is, I started this whole mess. Everyone, Did you really? I, yeah, I got I got you into this. <laughs> so it's my job to get you out, kind of a thing. <sighs> Well, this was fun. I enjoyed the film. I did very much. It makes me want to watch some old Godzilla movies. Yeah, and particularly. Everything from the '90s forward, mm-hmm. so even including uh, Roland yeah. Emmerich. Well, we should do that once. We should we should have a get a, do a Godzilla thon of movie, you know, of the third generation stuff that yeah. I've never seen that we could, you know, all watch together. Yeah, I think we could. Does Erica like uh, like Godzilla? I don't <laughs> all know if she's that. ever seen Godzilla. Oh, dude! Well, duh, we got to do that then. <laughs> Good grief! And I think that we could 
we could probably do some long-form written reviews on our website for anybody who cares to gain insight into the older Godzilla films. Yeah, yeah. That could we could we could work up something like that. If anybody's interested in that, let us know. Mm -hmm. Leave a comment on the website, at YouTube, at SoundCloud. Yeah. Also, this might be the time to uh, to hint at uh, that John and I are cooking up uh, something else, possibly, going into. And John's looking at me weird like he doesn't know what I'm talking about because maybe I haven't brought it up to him yet. So this might be the first he's heard of it, too. What? Um, we're, we are... We're going to adopt a child? We're going to adopt a child from Zimbabwe, <laughs> raise him up as Angelina Jolie would want us to. Yes, um, and then we shall get divorced. To get divorced, I know, because it's just not going to work out. In all seriousness, it's a very sad scenario. It is. It really is. I was sorry. I was sad to hear that, because they have so many kids, and, you know, no matter how much money you have, when your home's broken, it's bad. But on a lighter, happier note, your happier idea, Sean. Well, the, we, uh, John and I are also um, currently working in a uh, sort of what you'd call a writer's bee or a writer's guild where uh, John and I and our associate Andrew Helzendegger, which you mm -hmm. will remember from our Star Wars podcast, uh, are all getting together and helping each other with our various writing projects because John is a writer, I'm a writer, and Andrew is a writer. And we, we all want to be better. We writers. all want to be better at it, and we think in order in in the process of us making ourselves better writers, we might could help you guys be better writers. And we are just thinking about now, so don't don't start expecting this anytime soon. Just. It's, it's on the burner that we might start doing an alternate podcast uh, about our various adventures into what we're writing, how we're going with it, and what we're doing to overcome problems. Yeah, which we, could... we have questions that we work through that address storytelling from different points of view. Yes. And composition, but also character development. and Which are both equal and just and things like... You roll out of bed, you go to work, you come home, you sit in your chair, you stare at YouTube, and you just cannot find it in yourself to write or create. Mm -hmm. How do you get out of that? I am currently in that dilemma, so as soon as I figure that out, that will be something I will communicate to you. Because I go to work, I come home, I stare at YouTube, and then go to bed, and then re rinse and repeat for five days a week. And where do you find time to jot down ideas? Where do you find time to write? Uh, I don't. That's the really sad. Uh, Saturdays. Uh, Saturdays. Uh, Saturdays. I. Uh, that's you know my my first day off, so I tend to try to you know put stuff together. But uh, hmm. but it's uh, in fact I had a, a problem. Uh, although sh sh should we go into this now or should we wait for the meeting? I'll wait for the meeting. I'll wait for the meeting to take because I because I ended up I had a horrible thing happen a couple of weeks ago. But we'll. We'll save it. We'll save it for the end. We'll for the, for we'll the lords we'll of Latakia. The lards of Latakia. Why? Did because you say lards? Lards? <laughs> the lads. The lads. The, la the lads of Latakia. We are the lords of Latakia because we all drive Kias. We have a lot of Kias. That's true. And, and Latakia <laughs> is also a port city in Syria, but that's just neither here nor there. Happenstance. Happenstance. Here's a comment that, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but no. a comment from YouTube on our Lost Skeleton of Cadaver video oh, uh -huh. video review. That was a long time ago. And this is a long comment, so um, I responded to it there. I'll just pick out a few salient details okay. and maybe we can address them. Sure. It says, I would have liked, this is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0, U-J-M-Q-A-Z. That's, anyway. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's wordy. He says, I would have liked to hear, he compliments us, and he says, I would like to hear more in-depth opinions about the film and more specifics, a lot of the videos about the context and not of the film rather than the film itself. 
I would really like to see more analysis of the film, um, such as what did you like about the actor's approach? More of that would be great. Ah, talked oh. about subversive parody versus straight parody. Um, talked about Cabin in the Woods. Um, so this is basically he's giving us way more credit than we have. We, uh, But he does list some of his favorite quotes from the movie. Oh, good, good, good. You're against me, aren't you? Of course you are. All skeletons are against me. They always have been. <laughs> Ever since I was a child, I was hated by skeletons. So <laughs> another one is the, uh, let's see, Together you and I will rule the world. Together. As well as, this is for you to know. That's not my, that is for you to know. That's not my problem. And then <laughs> just the phrase, skeleton brain. Um, so those are a few of his or her favorite quotes. Well, thank you for the uh, comment. Uh, well, uh, well, that's you, you make a lot of good points. We, uh, what we, we tend were to, getting started. Well, we, we were. didn't know what we were doing. Well, we still kind of don't. But we, <laughs> what we do is, uh, uh, what, what was the name again? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Zero nine or nine zero J M Q A something. Okay, one two three four five six seven eight nine J M Q X K Red twenty seven. What John and I tend to shoot from the hip. This is we true. we went and saw this movie. We this movie we it, it's it hasn't even been an hour since we walked out of the theater and then went to Hot Pots Donut and Coffee. Did I say it right? No. No. What is it? Oh, sorry. We went to we went to we, it was it's been an hour since we stepped out of Top Pots Donut We're and Coffee. We're them money now. We're gonna boy. They're gonna sue us anyway. Uh, not a sponsor. Uh, American judicial system. Not a sponsor. We um we tend to shoot from the hip. We watch this movie immediately we are sitting in john's uh kia spectra 5 door um talking about this i mean we um we we do not we 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 haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of analysis it's, uh, more, it's actually more i don't know how fun it is for the listeners but it's more fun for us to have what is essentially a sean and john conversation which we then record right which is yeah we did have outlines and talking points in the past for other podcasts and <clears throat> Those just weren't as fun, <laughs> and they—not they, just fun to do, but to listen to. And they, well, yeah, they weren't as entertaining. Um, they were more organized, but they who, were. And, but you—you uh, you could have a point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, zero, zero, <laughs> X, K, Y, J, Niner, and Niner, Niner, X, K, Red, twenty-seven technique. Mother bird, mother bird, um, <laughs> Red five standing by. We probably need. We, we probably should find an e- a medium because you're right. There should be. We should have a little bit of. Uh, analysis and comparison. Well, if we if we have some thoughts that we want to write down, we can share that in blog format. I think that might be a good idea. That would give us a little that way. Yeah, give us time to pontificate. Sure, and enumerate and illuminate right. and groomerate, groomerate and micturate. Ooh, that means pee. Oh, <laughs> that's the technical definition. I can do pee. that whenever I want. I'm, go, I'm wearing pants. I'm going to go micturate. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, so, um, for those still listening... Still listening after all this time. We recently relaunched cinemafilibuster.com yes. so that you can find not only the YouTube videos, but also the podcast there. Everything is interconnected. That is now the hub we can find. Right. Uh, a lot of people that listen on iTunes don't watch the YouTube <laughs> podcast because who watches podcasts? Podcast. But they're there in they're case there. people want that. And I, I myself... And the podcast lives, the files live on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, that's true. So uh, find us there also at soundcloud.com slash cinema filibuster. Or go to the website and there's a link there. A link there. There's always links there. There's a web. It's connected. We have several links and a lot of rats as well. Little YouTube little YouTube for you there for Rhett and Link. Not a sponsor. We, um... I would love it if they sponsored us. I would love it if they sponsored I love if they had us as guests. In fact, they should just retire 
retire and give us the desk. <laughs> uh, that is something, though, uh, a question that I put to you, the listening audience. Um, John and I started this out as a vlog, and um, we, for for various reasons of time and, and money and camera lighting, camera lighting and stuff. and location. And location, we, we've desisted from that. I myself would like to go back to that. I think eventually. That, I mean, you know, not not. We, we, I think that if we both had our laptops with Google Hangouts, we could record both of us on screen at the same time in the comfort of our respective homes. Yeah. Have a video and audio file, and then export the audio file as a podcast, and then do the yeah. So we do it once. And... Well, I would also like to do a uh, an in you know a. Uh, uh, like a you know a, an in studio thing if we could ever find some place to set up you know some place that we don't. Well, you live so far away and I live so. Far I do. Away. We we John, John lives in a region of Washington <laughs> State called. Uh, you don't live in Bothell anymore, is it? It's. No, I'll keep the location private just for my wife. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't live anywhere in Washington. They live in Nevada. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> wow. In fact, what am I saying? Just John cut lives that out. In Timbuktu. John lives in Timbuktu. I live. Well, John lives. John lives somewhere north of Seattle. Somewhere over the near, rainbow near Canada. Canada, and I live <laughs> I live south of Seattle, somewhere past uh, a Baghdad. small Baghdad. So uh, we it, it's a bit of a drive for us to meet up. We usually meet up in the middle somewhere. So, but um, but who knows? I mean, what do you guys think? Would you like to see us talking more about it? Now, John's John's way works as well. Mm-hmm. My way works too. So just let us know in the comments below. What do you think? What do you want from us? So that we can hit that uh, million subscriber mark. Or just the 100. <laughs> the 100 subscriber mark would be nice at this point. You know, I'm not out to make money. I don't care. I just I just want you to love me. We don't do this podcast for money. No, but if don't. you want to give us money, we will take it. We will. Boy, will we take money. <laughs> With greedy, grubby paws. Greedy, sticky, donut soap <laughs> from Top Pot Donuts and Coffee. Yeah! Not a sponsor. Well, all right. All right. Any closing remarks, thoughts? Well, uh, I recommend this movie. I don't know if it's going to be available. We saw it in the theater. I don't know how much, how long it's going to be available because it's only I been... I suspect it had limited showings and limited runs. Yeah, so it's... Today was a 2 p.m. showing, the only one of today. Yeah, so, so uh, you may not be able to see this movie in theaters, but... Um, I'm sure it'll be streaming or on physical media. In oh, sure. Not, yeah, not very long. And I recommend it. When it comes out, I, I recommend it as a buyer, and I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy it myself. I think it'll be enjoyable for fans of both types of Godzilla films. I think so. I think it'll be uh, it'll be it's it's a good movie for just general science fiction, uh, and it's also people uh, a good movie for people who like movies about people because there's a lot of you know uh, the, the the people deal the people dealing with themselves and dealing with Godzilla it's very real and I think people who enjoy good drama would enjoy this. Yeah, plus it's so cool to see his tail light up and just. Oh yeah. Pfft. Anyway, yes, <laughs> it appeals to the kid. It does. <sighs> Well, right. folks, thank you for listening. Thank you very As much. As always, I am Jonathan Salisbury. And I am, in loving regard, Sean Hastings. <laughs> I have no loving regard for anyone. No, get my wife. Sure you do. Oh, well, no. <laughs> uh, adios and take care. Color us gone. And now, the credits. Intro music by Henry Kadib. Outro music by Matt Steiner. Show concept and creation by Sean Hastings and Jonathan Solzbach. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and of course, cinemafilibuster.com. Leave a comment at any of those venues and we'll read it in a future episode. Thanks for listening.